Detroit has wasted no time as they have the 10th overall pick. The Detroit Lions have set the card up. Lions on the move. Here's proof. They made the pick in two minutes. With the uh, 10th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Mike Williams, wide receiver, USC. Oh, 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 my God. Well, three straight years, the first pick by the Lions has been, this is the Lions draft party in the stadium where, I mean, maybe the Colts have the second best passing attack. I don't know. I mean, last year, Roy Williams was a stud. Charles Rogers, who was picked number one the year before, we've never really seen him. And he still has injury problems. And now here's Mike Williams, who hasn't played for a year. Now, if you ever get them all on the field at the same time, the excuses are over for Joey Harrington, That's okay? Right. Can I make it clear? They are definitely over for Joey wow, Harrington, this is I'll tell you. It is, because you had Rodgers, you had Roy Williams. Now you go three straight years for wideouts, but hey. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. We are recording on Wednesday evening this week. I am here with the main guys, Ice Cold Brew Lou. How we doing, Lou? Good, baby. Good to be back rocking in action. Let's fire it up. Draft week. Come oh, on, baby. Come on. Can't believe we're here. And Channy Football himself rocking the Harvard sweater with the Harvard. Lions camp. He's Harvard. Got How we doing, brother? We are doing good. It used to be our favorite football week of the year this week. Not anymore. BNL, brand new Lions, maybe second or third favorite week of the year. Yeah, it's still up there. Still yeah. pretty jacked. Yeah, still very, very excited. Um, but we are going to get into that. That'll be a huge chunk of the show. A lot of NFL to talk about. Um, but first, you know, just obviously want to ask the guys, how we doing? How was the weekend? Anything to report and what's new? I mean, not too much new on the weekend. Uh, me and Lou, we're in the same golf league on Monday nights. Started this week. Very nice. Tea time temperature, 45 degrees, Burr. slightly overcasted. It was uh, a little slushy earlier in the day, cleared up. Actually, by the end of the round, didn't end up being too bad. Sun creeped out. We actually got to play in the foursome together and both shot really well nice. for yeah. an early in the year well, round. We, Chandler, we had, Chandler maybe had his best shot of the year or maybe ever. Is ever, that your best maybe, shot ever? Yeah. yeah. What did we do? Talk to him, Channy. Yeah. Dunked one from 150 out for Eagle on a par four. Wow. It was yeah. a pitching wedge uh, about just over 150 out. I hit it, and it, it two hopped and just rolled right into the cup. And I sprinted, ask Lou, I sprinted 150 yards to the hole, screaming the whole way. And it's a downhill fucking hole. So oh, yeah. this guy was murdering downhill. So you had, you could see it. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Yes. We were, we were yeah. kind of up on the hill. So I got to see it too, me and another guy in our group. And yeah. fucking Chandler, it went boom, boom, two hops, and then just disappeared. And Chandler's already fucking running That's a 40-yard dash. 
And then literally probably two seconds after he gets to the green, he's like fucking huffing and puffing, <laughs> hands on the hips right next to the sand trap. I thought he was going to throw up. You're lighting a dart. <laughs> that's a victory dart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did victory shots after that. How for could sure. you not? Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's the that's a round under almost. That's awesome. Yeah, Absolutely electric. So finished with a 41. Lou, you were Beauty. a 44. Four. Yep. Yep. Wow. So good rounds to start the season. Um, other than that, not too much new this weekend. Just looking forward to the week ahead. Yeah, I had a pretty pretty chill week as well. I did get to play nine holes uh, Friday afternoon after I finished up work with a few buddies. They ha- We teed off at like 440. Dude, longest fucking round. It was probably two and a half, almost a three-hour nine. Oh. We literally had a group of 16 kids on the high school team that teed off at like 245 all walking so every single hole we were fucking waiting on until like seven or eight that's tough yeah it was uh it was tough so good to be out there and and it's that time of year where everyone's got the fucking itch right so the courses are jammed the i mean the walking just fucks you though yeah no i hear you and uh i felt like this week was kind of the first week uh i think like yesterday was the first day that i was kind of like oh there's a lot of daylight like Mm -hmm. it it was eight p like 7 45 8 and i was like oh we still got light yep which was nice yeah it was good and then uh saturday was pretty low-key went to a buddy's house with channy actually we drank some beers and uh got a chance to watch the uh javonta davis and ryan garcia fight um, predicted as what I was thinking, Javanta with, uh, I think it was sixth or seventh round knockout, seventh round, seventh yep. round knockout. I mean, after Garcia took his first uppercut and I think was the third round, uh, he went down. And after that, he was a fucking shell out there. Just a corpse, an absolute punching bag. So congrats to Javanta. Definitely the best fighter in that weight class bar none right now. Um, he's got the, he's a little guy, but he's got the fucking power, baby. He's got the power. Hell yeah. I love it. Good weekend though. No time. Yeah. I love to hear it. I, um, I did my, like, it's, I had a charity hockey skate, believe it or not, still this late in the year, but this is like the, this is the final, you know, Clark park. No, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little warm. Same Uh, weather. Yeah, exactly. It was actually, I think it was colder. It was. Yes. It was warmer at our champagne showcase. Um, but yeah, played in a charity hockey event. Uh, just kind of wanted to plug East side youth hockey foundation. Uh, it's the old GPCR on the East side. It's a rink. I grew up playing at it's in Detroit. Um, good foundation. They're a charity. They're doing a lot of good stuff on the East side, really trying to bring hockey back into the city. Um, and it's like the rink I scored, you know, my, like my third goal ever as a kid. So, uh, yeah, a lot of nostalgia there. And the rink is just, in great shape. It's on the up and up. They got a, they got like a whole workout facility up there now. Where was they, this at? Uh, it's old GPCR. It's, okay. It's on East side and in, in uh, like right off of Balduck Hill okay. yeah, in yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Um, so they have a rink there and they're doing really cool stuff. So uh great charity tournament as well. Did a dinner with them. So uh, yeah, they're just trying to raise money. And that was kind of, that's usually like the last time I play hockey until September starts up again. Yep. Um, so that was good. That was pretty much my weekend, but we have an action pack show, lot to talk about. Um, and I just wanted to, since we're here talking about hockey, do a couple quick hitters, um, and then get into, get into more of the meat of it. But Detroit Red Wing news, uh, they have announced that they will be playing in Sweden next year, which is pretty exciting. The last time they played in Sweden was the 2009-2010 season. That's when they had a ton of Swedes on the team. Not that they don't now, but like a lot of notable Swedes on the team. Yep. Um, so they joined Minnesota, Ottawa, and Toronto November 16th through 19th. They'll be playing in Stockholm. 
They play the first game versus Ottawa, second game versus Toronto. That should be very exciting. Um, and then while I was uh, looking at all this, I found a little fun fact. Um, love fun facts on the show. Fun fact. Yes, fun fact. This one's really fun, and it kind of blows my mind. In 1938, the Red Wings also played a nine-game postseason series. Postseason series against the Montreal Canadiens in Great Britain and France. The series was played in three different arenas in Paris and London, making the first overseas tour by NHL players. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, that is. I had no idea. Nine-game series, and it was the postseason, and they did it in London and or in Great Britain and France. And they've never done the uh, European series in London since, right? It's always been Sweden or... I, I, I don't know. They may have played in France, but okay. like, but either way, this was a postseason series, which right. blows my mind. It wasn't just like an early... Nine-gamer? Nine-gamer. <laughs> just a grinder. <laughs> a fucking, just bouncing around that's Europe. A barrel. I wonder what like the reasoning was for that, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, and then just to name all the Swedes on the wings right now, Raymond, Berggren, Edvinson, Hag, Helberg, and Lindstrom. So... Along with a long lineage of Swedes on the oh, Red absolutely, wings. yeah. So, yeah. kind of have the home court adva- or home ice advantage, right? I think a lot of Swedes love the wings. Yeah, just because obviously Lindstrom, Zetterberg, you know, right. So, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Um, and then, as far as NHL playoffs go, I am pretty bummed that Tampa Bay is down three to one to to uh, Toronto in a series where they should be winning three one. Uh, blue. Two late third period leads to lose in overtime. Um, so I'm just pretty bummed about that overall with the playoffs. But I do have some good news. There was something odd that happened, and I'm hoping it's kind of like a curse that kind of curses Toronto. Uh, it was going around Twitter right now, but there's a beaver walking in downtown Toronto. Like it's, there's just like this video on Twitter, viral video going around. It's just like this beaver, like cruising up and down the streets of Toronto. I think it's a bad sign for the Leafs. I think, why? I don't know. I just think (laughs) when weird things happen, series can turn, you know, it's just like, I don't know, like the Cubs had like the Billy goat thing and like there's curse and just weird things happen. Didn't the Tigers have some goose thing that was like, remember they had the fucking goose out on the field. There's a Tigers goose that like, Got them either on a winning streak or a losing streak. I think it was a winning streak. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying this beaver is going to symbolize they're done winning. They're, he's going to dam up the winning in Toronto. That's what he's there to do. Was that pun intended? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. Good okay, pun. Gotcha. Yeah. Good pun. Yeah, thanks. So uh, that was my little checklist. Did you guys have any uh, quick hitters there, or you just want to talk about the fight or anything else? I mean, quick hitters, I don't think we have too much this time of year. We got a big hitter coming later on in the show, but I did see uh, another quick hit, I guess, while we're on the topic. Um, Jaden Akins and now A.J. Hogard both put their names into the NBA draft. With the new rules, you can back out of the draft um, it's not like a hard declare. You can kind of test the waters, dip your toe in, and then there's a later deadline to either stay in the draft or return to school. So mm. seems like these guys are going to get some evaluations, see where they kind of project to get drafted this year. I would think if they're both out of the first round, which I would think at this point they both are, they're probably going to come back to school. But very interesting. And then they landed another four-star this week, MSU basketball for 2024. So as, as much as maybe the football team's struggling recruiting right now, on the total opposite end of the spectrum, Michigan State basketball with a top three class 2023 and a four-star in 2024 already. Wow. Love to hear it. Yeah, well, maybe throw a Mel a couple of those guys, huh? Uh, Jesus. What is, just I, one, please. <laughs> just one. Um, cool. Well, in uh, you know other 
other news here, the big news actually around the city, the biggest news. Big, uh, big news. Here. Yeah, because, you know, Detroit sports outside of the, you know, maybe the draft coming up is not really getting it done. But uh, Detroit has a lawsuit on their hands for the giant Belle Isle slide. We just can't get away from this slide, boys. I, and I don't hate it. No, I don't either. No, I love that it's back in the headlines. Um, so the report coming out of Detroit is that um, a woman has filed a lawsuit against the Michigan DNR and the city for $25,000, claiming her 8- and 10-year-olds have concussions. Um, Now, if you guys remember all the viral videos from last summer, the slide was shut down since, like, 2013. It had been shut down for a long time because it was dangerous. And lo and behold, they opened it back up. Then shut it down. Yes, (laughs) but but the reason was is because they said they over-lubed it. Like they said, they put too much lube Common mistake. on the slide. Yeah, yeah right. It happens Classic. to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> slide engineering 101. And so they said they put too much lube on it. So they took a day to de-lube it, which was just basically guys with towels, like <laughs> rubbing the lube <laughs> and cleaning that up. And then they opened it the next day and people were still fucking just banging How do you it. de-lube something? Like spray sand on it? I or think like, you towel her down. <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't know. You sand it down. Get I, some extra grit sandpaper <laughs> yeah, I mean, and just sprinkle fucking sand over the top. And <laughs> I'm guessing. And then like, no, I, and like, I think they tried to wipe it off. I think I read they were trying to wipe it off. And I just got to ask, like, do you think they were like, do you think they had to like work up the slide and do like towel runs up the slide or were they going I think down? what they did is they probably had like five or six guys they all sat horizontal at the top of it oh, with yeah. towels under their ass yeah. and then just went down. They went down once it. and said, all right, we're good. Good money. Yeah. Open it back up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they needed that revenue because I also learned that it cost a dollar to go down the slide. Oh, really? I didn't know that. How hilarious is that? Do they have somebody like standing there working it or is it like a machine? I think I someone's working it. But I read in the article that like the woman paid $1 for her kids to ride the slide. I mean... You can look at it two ways. Was that the worst dollar spent or the best dollar you could spend if you win the $25,000 lawsuit? <laughs> I just want to know uh, like how much revenue that generated, that $1. You know, like, and was someone in the meeting like, hey, hey. I, got, I, got an, I, got a, I got a revenue stream. You know that big fucking slide? Let's open it back up. Oh, so uh, she claims the kids have, get ready for this, Chronic headaches, traumatic brain injury, concussion, physical pain and suffering and discomfort, past, present, and future, mental anguish, fright and shock, denial of social pleasures and enjoyment, embarrassment, humiliation, and mortification, medical bills and expenses. Watson is suing the state and city for at least $25,000, according to the complaint. Sounds like the fucking reach of reaches, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, how many times did you guys you know, bang your head as a kid like doing anything? Mental anguish. Uh, yeah, yep. Mental anguish and I. How about a denial of social pleasures? <laughs> I'm denied of social pleasures every day of my life, and I don't need a slide. <laughs> yeah, and I got no one to sue. Uh, She'll probably fucking win too, dude. Yeah, no, probably I think will so. Win. Here's the thing. Here's the big thing I want to note. Uh, Detroit is going to catch a lot of this off the chin, and like, okay, uh, it's kind of par for the course. It sounds like the most Detroit thing ever. That's because it is. But d- the city of Detroit really is not at fault whatsoever and they're actually motioning to get pulled off this lawsuit the park is owned by michigan dnr uh they just lease it to the city or the city leases it to the state so it's a state-owned park the slide is not privately owned so that means it's part of the park and this whole idea and everything was being run by the state so they put out a statement like hey we're gonna probably get off this lawsuit because 
we had nothing to do with it. Um, weird for a place that's in the city of Detroit. That's like, you know, uh, government land, but right. just wanted to throw that out there while it is the most Detroit thing I've ever heard. It's, I, I think Detroit's not at, not at fault. No risk, no, no liability. Yeah. That's what I mean. So that's, that's the news out of Detroit. All right. Well, I had a quick uh, thing come up this week. So um, you know how you look at the reels on Instagram and yeah. it's someone cooking food, always giving this inside tip. I got one this week and Lou, I think I brought it up to you, but I'm going to ask you again. And Frank, I'm going to ask you, Okay. have you ever heard of people lathering their bread in mayo before they make a grilled cheese sandwich, Frank? No. And that's substituting the butter that would normally be there. Correct. No, I've never heard of that. Never heard of it. Okay. So I'm scrolling on, you know, my reels this week. I'm high. It's probably 8.30 at night. Cool. And I get across it, and it says, use mayo okay. on grilled cheese. So I'm like, to my wife, Madeline, look at this. And she's like, I don't know about that. And I'm a big mayo guy, and I'm like, for sure. I don't know about it either. And but, you're like, well, it's kind of the same color. Right, right. And, right. I, and I'm like, okay, there's fat and mayo. There's fat and butter. There's oils and mayo. There's oils and butter or whatnot. But either way, I'm Fucking like. big brained it real quick. I know. I'm like. <laughs> you to walk us, break down the composition. I'm like, man, I don't know. I really like mayo, but I don't know if this is it. Well, next day, go to the grocery store, get some stuff for a grilled cheese. What do I do? I put mayo on the bread. Holy shit, you did it? I did it the okay. next day. Okay. Went into action. First meal after seeing the reel. This TikTok fucking hit you. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. Yes. So do it. Lather it up. Put it on there. Get a Munster grilled cheese. Bite into it. It's true. Mayo on your bread is better than butter. Get out of here. So I challenge all you listeners. I challenge you gentlemen this week. If you're going to make a sandwich on the stove, I love them. I make sandwiches on the stove maybe a couple times a week. Yeah. Do not butter your bread. Mayo your bread and check out the difference when you crisp the bread. Okay. I have, I have a few questions. Fire away. So, and it's kind of about grilled cheese in general, but it's a lot about this mayo thing as well. So with, when you guys make a grilled cheese and using butter, mayo, whatever it is, like when you make it, do you butter both sides of each piece of bread? I only butter the outside. Okay. I started Lazy. I started doing both, especially <laughs> with the mayo experiment. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I butter both sides. It's kind of a nightmare because so you're you just... So you, like, put the cheese on the butter? Yeah. Okay. There's gotcha. butter on both sides. Yes. The whole thing's just buttered up. <laughs> Your yeah. fingers are buttery. Yes, the plate's yes. got butter yes. that you're making out, yes. or even the counter kind of fucked up sometimes, <laughs> whatever, you know? Like, all right, so I wanted to ask that. Uh, so you mayoed both sides? I mayoed both sides. That's crazy. Yes. And it was really good? It was really good. I know we can't show anybody this, but if you look, I took a picture because I was like, listen, this is this is very, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. a nice crisp on that. It look, looks normal. It, yeah, you right, wouldn't know. Right, exactly. You got a ham on there? Yeah, well, I did a ham, turkey, Munster cheese, and bacon one uh, yesterday for lunch. <laughs> Meat lovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if turkey belongs on that on that sandwich there. Uh, well, well, it's that, on a Dagwood. <laughs> Yeah, that is a dagwood. That's like literally a dagwood. That's not a dagwood. <laughs> There's no mayo on the outside of a dagwood. Everything's it, tight. Comfy. Everything's tight. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, that's I gotta try that one out then. And because it's wild, because you think about like now I'm just trying to think of like, is it is it fully interchangeable? Like, you know, so I make turkey sandwiches a lot. Right. Big, big turkey sandwich guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like what if I did butter instead of mayo on that? If you like did mayo condiment? and butter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would be bad. It'd probably be fine. But I feel like it's easier to think of 
sub substituting butter with mayo than vice versa. Yes. You know? Yeah, 100%. I'm a huge grilled cheese guy, so I will definitely be giving that a go. All right, let's ask some grilled cheese questions then. So my, oh, go ahead. my thing was when I was asking people around the office and in my personal life, half the people were like, like, yeah, like what you just fucking found this out. I didn't and then the other half of the people were like, like, that sounds disgusting. Like, what are you talking about? So that's what I was wondering is both of you guys never heard of it. I never heard of it, but like I were, I was talking to people and they're like, like, okay, like, I don't believe did you them. just fucking find this out. I don't believe any of the people that were it acting was, to like, they knew this or yeah. they do this. Yeah, it was almost 50, 50. All three of us have never heard of it. Not one person ever. And then you, you have half the people telling you like, this is something they just do. under half. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing too. And then my, my last question before we can, we, we can move on or we can stay. No, on I got it. more questions. You got more questions. Good. My question for you guys is what does your grilled cheese look like? Are you just a traditional American or do you guys do something different with your grilled cheese? Well, I'll, I'll say that a lot of the times my grilled cheese comes out of like an almost like a necessity. There's, a, there's rarely a time that I'm like planning a grilled cheese. You know, it's just kind of like it's lunch. I don't have a lot of groceries. You're a craft singles yeah. guy. Yeah, well, I would be <laughs> if I had those. So like a lot of times it's just like what is laying around the house and what I can put it together with. But I will say like it used to be craft singles. But now I've kind of transitioned into, like, I would say I like two types, like a yellow cheese and a white cheese. Okay. I think both of those combined is where I'm in my sweet spot. Yep. So, like, if it's, you know, provolone and cheddar or Havarti and Colby Jack or, mm. like, you know, something yellow and something white. Yeah. Like two different types of cheeses. Uh, butter, all sides of the bread. But I'll butter the fucking cheese up. I don't care. <laughs> Crust. Butter my balls it. while I'm at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, on sourdough. On sourdough okay. bread is that's my favorite grilled cheese. Okay, okay, yeah, I like. I'm kind of similar to you, Frank. My go-to cheese for a grilled cheese is Colby Jack. Okay, that's my favorite cheese. Yeah, I do like to mix in some Munster in there as well. Um, provolone's not bad, but I feel like provolone's kind of weird on a grilled cheese. Do you guys believe? You guys with that? Or? I'm not a big provolone. It doesn't bring a lot of flavor or anything like yeah. that. It's yeah, I agree. But I always have provolone. I love house. it on like a regular sandwich, yep. but not on a grilled cheese yeah. for some reason. Agree. I used to have like a weird obsession actually when I was younger. I was like a diehard fucking Olga's guy. Okay. And I used to murder the three cheese grilled cheese from Olga's on a regular basis. I literally don't know if I've had it. Yeah, most people haven't because they have so <laughs> many better sandwiches. Way better. But I was just addicted to this three cheese grilled cheese and the nice non bread. Yeah. You know, and like, dude, that was my that was my shit. When I was a kid, like there was a good year or two, my parents told me that's all I would get, like all I would eat. All I would eat was grilled cheese. Like I went through kind of this weird little phase, and if we were at a restaurant, like all I would get was grilled cheese, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. Your it's ass must have good... hurt during that period. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, buddy. I was it's a weird thing to say. I was like fucking seven, you know, whatever. That's a lot it's, of cheese to process. It's such a simple good meal, though. Yeah, it, it gets you out of a pinch, and and to me, it's interchangeable with the peanut butter and jelly with prep time and everything. Yeah, I do. So like my get out of jail is like PB and J grilled cheese, or I'll just do like a straight. Uh, cheese quesadilla. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love a fried sandwich. Like at the end of the day, just a nice fried sandwich. Yeah. Just, it always hits. We got this little cheap, uh, like Amazon panini press. It's not oh. perfect, but it does enough. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. It's good. It's good. Good stuff. That was good questions. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, I was, I had top dog cheese, top dog bread. And then you guys do the, uh, 
You guys do any soup? Are you guys like big tomato? Do you have to have the tomato soup? I don't need it, but I do love tomato soup with my grilled cheese. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just a dip though. Yeah, I, all day. As soon as I'm done dipping, like I'm not eating the soup. Well, not me. I'm drinking that bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, just, to me, it's just a dip. That's all it is for me. I'm not a I'm not a necessity soup guy, but it hits. Okay. Well, good stuff. I'm gonna try that mayo sandwich. Report back next week. Yep, me too. Um fuck it. Let's get her going. Um, so another thing going on the internet right now, speaking of, you know, you saw TikToks and stuff. I saw a reel, uh, the spit and chiclet guys, Ryan Whitney, who I like Ryan Whitney. I think he's a good hockey guy. Um, but he kind of went on this hot take and, you know, he said, uh, I don't think adults should be wearing jerseys to games. You know, if you're 39 years old, there's no reason to be wearing jerseys. Now he does say, I don't think you should be wearing a signed jersey to the game, but I feel like we're just breaking down semantics. I think yeah. what he was really trying to say was just like, if you're an adult, you shouldn't be wearing jerseys to the game. Now, for someone like me and Pizzo, who are especially Pizzo, Pizzo is like... I got lost in the game for a minute there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> just for everybody out there, Pizzo has like more jerseys than anybody I know. and Than anyone should have. And there's no rhyme or reason to any player that he has out there. At <laughs> I all. have a Sean Horkoff Oilers and a J.R. Smith <laughs> Nuggets. I mean, dude, the most random jerseys. It's everything. LaShawn McCoy, fucking Eagles, Shaq Heat. Yeah. I just, mean, they're all I could go on all day. What's your but, Bengals one? Uh, uh, Darquez, Denard, the old Sparty. There you go. He's fucking got cut like a month after I got it. <laughs> so I got a fucking carry on Johnson Jersey in my car. Do you really? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. You do have a carry on. Yeah. Jo yeah so that's he's a got shit a, ass one. He's got every Jersey in the game, but that's what I was saying. Like your collection's not just like Detroit obscure athletes. Like, no, it's, it's not all over the map. Yeah. I don't, I, when I, when we were at Michigan state, I like, we had a buddy that like got him from the, you know, China basically. Yeah. They were like the cheap shitty ones, but they China. looked like real jerseys. <laughs> uh, and I, I would order like, three at the beginning of every year yeah i got in that order a couple times i got a i got a steve nash sons and a uh a you got Dennis, the rodman yeah I yeah i rodman, remember that the rodman's cash they're a little small but whatever yeah. what are you gonna do and i'm not really wearing hoops jerseys that much no i feel like that's kind of like a summer like almost like a cutoff right yeah you know? you're kind of just dicking around in the yard and yeah it. And then um, you feel like an asshole wearing it sometimes too <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're great for like college shit though yeah um, but basically it. he's saying as an adult you shouldn't wear jerseys and ju former member of the fizz friend of the show shout out ju shout out ju he says you know a grown man should never wear another man's name on his back you know so just just big hardo stuff uh two ex-athletes i don't know if that has to play into it my take on this is just like who cares like wear your jersey wear the guys you like um i don't see an issue to it if you're going to a game why wouldn't you Wear the jerseys. And what am I supposed to do with all these jerseys? Like, what I hit? What do I hit? Eighteen, and that's it. I got to be done with all these fucking badass jerseys Not that me. I have. Not so, me, partner. Yeah. So I just, I just don't understand fully. I mean, I could I, see the autograph thing where, like, because it's yeah. like memorabilia. Like, that's something you kind of hang up, mm -hmm. you know, and like you have out for people to see. But like. Why would you not wear a jersey if you have it to like a Red Wings or a Lions game or something like that, right? My biggest pet peeve with the jerseys is when you go to a Lions game and you see a guy wearing a fucking Peyton Manning jersey from the Colts. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like some random team that's not playing or has nothing to do with the game you're at. Like mm -hmm. just wear a jersey, you know? Yeah. No, that I'm against. Fair enough. But if you're there supporting your team and you got a fucking jersey on, like let's go, baby. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm totally with you. And I kind of wanted to, you know, so a lot of DMs I got said, 
uh, it's okay to wear a jersey if they're young, if they're older than you. Like if the person on your back is older than you, which I just I don't really get that logic. Like so, because like you're, it's okay to look up to them. So it's like I could always wear the Iserman just because he's older, even if I'm a grown man. It's like it's that's okay. But if I pop on a Cider or Raymond, like that's fucking weird. Like yeah. I just I don't I don't I don't get the diff. It's kind of like there's no difference. There's no difference. Opinion. Yeah, like no. if you're if you're wearing if you're against the jerseys, fine. That's your take. Then you just aren't wearing jerseys. This like middle ground of like the guy's got to be younger than you. I don't care if the guy's fucking sick. I'll rep him. You know, it makes no difference to me. If someone got me a Mo Cider jersey right now, what I'm not going to wear it because he's 21. Right? Are you going to wear it out to dinner in Detroit? Probably not. No. At your favorite restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that's my question: Is would you wear a jersey outside of a game? Uh, I would too. I would wear it to like maybe a certain type of party or like a tailgate type thing, but I'm not wearing a Jersey to like, just to wear it out. Okay. Well, so yeah. So like I've, you know, like I've done opening day without going to opening day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'd pop on a Jersey for that. Like yeah, yeah. I've tailgated for football games that I don't intend to actually attend. Like, do you wear a baseball Jersey or basketball jerseys to the pool? No. Uh, I actually, I bring an NBA jersey with me so when I go I. on vacation, you yeah. know, so yeah. I'll rock one I out. I too, because yeah. it's a tank, it's a jersey. Oh, that's a good, kind of, you know. Like, I mean, yeah. my bachelor party, I like wore that Rodman jersey yeah. like the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Just right place, yeah, right time, fucking, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. If you're out with the boys all fucked up and you guys are bar crawling, like, I'll throw a fucking jersey on. Yeah, you know I don't what care. I, mean? I don't care. The uh, So, like, I got to ask about this autograph thing, though, too, because I think there's just, like, like there's just kind of like lines with it. So I have a, I have a Darren McCarty Jersey that's signed from 2002. Like I won it in a raffle when I was 11. It's a cool Jersey. We went and watched that Colorado Red Wings, uh, rivalry movie at, at yeah, LCA. Yeah, yeah. And I wore that Jersey, you know, like I'm never going to, I'm probably never going to get that McCarty Jersey, like framed in my basement. I didn't ask him for his autograph. I won it in a raffle. But like because his signature's on it, like I can't wear it. That's that's kind of just like where I'm like, do I have to like put a disclaimer on that I I can't wear this jersey because it has a signature on it because now it's memorabilia. Well, I think like you said too, it's like you're never gonna like. Is there a better place that you could award Darren McCarty signed jersey than going to that? And that's what I mean, right? It's like with the Wings jerseys I got, like you know, love you, Darren, but like you're, I'm probably gonna pop on my Iserman or my Fedorov right. or like anything in between. So, I agree. So how many jerseys are in your guys' rotation right now? Frank, I know you post on Instagram. You're like, I wear a different jersey to every Red Wings game. And I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but it looked like you had a good... I have a decent collection. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, there's, like, you know, it kind of depends. But I have, like, a staple uh, Iserman one, okay. which is just kind of, like, my classic go-to. Right now for the Wings games, uh, the Wings sent me a jersey that says Champagne with the number 21 on the back. And it's, like, Adidas. It's, like, on ice. It's, like... It's kind of hard not to wear that one yeah, yeah, yeah. to the game. So that one's probably the top dog. There's a Fedorov with a Believe patch on it that I'll wear quite a bit. And then if I'm feeling really spunky, I have, like, uh, I think one of your China orders. I have a uh, a Campbell Iserman, like, 1990s All-Star game jersey. Oh, but yeah, I don't wear yeah. that a lot just because it's orange and black. Right. So I'd say realistically, like, realistically three. I'm not even going to count that Campbell. But you're not – you're no longer pursuing – jerseys you're no longer purchasing jerseys no i just mean as gifts it sounds like i don't think like i don't think i'd like log online and purchase a, a okay. cider jersey okay. but i also like i don't know if they went to the fucking playoffs everything changes when you win right 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 
You know, yeah. like, but I will. Okay, so here's a good example. Like, I have been looking online at Lions jerseys for the upcoming season, and who, like, who I would. Who get. you thinking? I think you guys are gonna laugh at me. Um, I think I'd get golf. Wow, Stop, man! I get golf for real. Really? Yeah. I think I'd get golf. Surprised you wouldn't get Hutchinson. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hutch is good. Respect him, okay? Yep, yep. I, uh, I, uh, I, I thought about this for a while, and like I wanted J-Mo, but now he's like in prison. That's who I wanted. Yeah, yeah. and now I'm not. No. I kind of wanted a Swift, but now I'm like, is he even going to be around? Uh, so I gave it a lot of thought, and like I thought, like okay, if I'm going actual really good player, I'd get Amon-Ra. Just because, like, yeah, that's he's probably pick. the safest pick, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Or if you want to go boring, they don't do many of these, but Sewell. Appealing. I feel like he's a lion for life. Like, yeah. you could wear that for the next 10 to 15 years. I always like the quarterbacks, and I have this, like, I just, like, want to show Goff my support. I think he's our guy this year. And, like, I think even if he just played this one year and he was gone next year, it's still, a, it's like a funny or cool, like, moment jersey yeah, to yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. And I never, I always would think like when I get a jersey, I want it to be someone who's going to be there forever. But there's still like, like, it's kind of funny to have jerseys of guys who like. Dude, I get more attention wearing a fucking carry on Johnson yes. jersey around than you would wearing a uh, Rodrigo. You 100%. Know what I mean? The like, number one jersey I get the most attention for is my black Charles Rogers jersey. Right? You know, <laughs> it's a funny jersey. Yes. You know, it is. Great jersey. It is a great jersey. So, yeah, that was my great jersey debate. A lot of people were, you know, upset and just said like, you know, you're you're a kid. Uh, last thing I had on this list, though. What's wrong with that? What? Be a kid. That's what I mean. What? We, we got to grow up? Yeah, grow up. That's what, like, everyone's kind of attitude was against the jerseys. Just like, what's wrong with people, man? I don't know. Have a little fun every once in a while. I'm just grumpy. I know. You're Why can't I wear a jersey, a jersey to the fucking game? The <laughs> tickets are so expensive. And, like, what makes no fucking sense to me, this is what fucking gets me pissed, is, like, how is the jersey different than wearing, like, like a t-shirt with the fucking logo on it or right. a sweater or literally anything, unless you're going and dressing like it's the fucking forties and you're in a suit and tie. <laughs> it, it's not. How's it different? It's not different. It's just less cool. Right. You're not cool. Yeah. I'm trying to be cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Asking for autographs. I think asking for autographs, you know, I'm kind of beyond asking for autographs. What it depends on the person. If yeah. it's like a fucking guy that I really, really, really love, then I'll fucking ask him. I don't care. Yeah. But Me if, too. You know, what would you get signed? Like your Jersey? Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Then, then you can't wear it again. I'm looking for jerseys for my basement right now, which they're crazy. Like a signed Cade Cunningham Jersey in the middle of this year was like, 600 650 bucks oh, okay i actually got us i i sniped my probably my favorite jersey from a golf expo of all places i got a magic <laughs> a magic johnson signed michigan state jersey for 110 bucks no way yeah it's sick i got the like see like would you just frame that one see like, yeah that i'm not wearing yeah, i okay. wore it one time during a fucking michigan state march madness game in my house just because like <laughs> yeah. i was trying to you be in the, the magic moment. You we the got magic. skull fucked really so I, I yeah i don't wear he it he retired it yeah <laughs> So now it's just uh, when I when I get a frame and everything, I'm gonna get a hang up. Yeah, yeah. I also forgot I had a Wings Chelios jersey, and that was my like college. Like I didn't take any of my good like hockey jerseys up to college because you know it's whatever. You don't want to ruin them. I, I took the Chelios, and it just like it's got like whiskey stains and like red wine, and it was like my Warrior jersey. Dude, I had a Kevin Durant Thunder one, and I wore that out at Michigan State all the time. It's fucking completely like a tie-dye shirt in the front. There's so many stains on it. I also have the Cousins Pro Combat, 
which oh, yeah. hides the stains pretty well, but it's like the black and gold one. That like, one's yeah. seen some, sick. That's seen some yeah. trouble, that yeah. jersey. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it sure has. <laughs> trouble with the snap. Nice. Um, nice. All right, any other jersey talk? Any other thoughts? Or should we just get into Jameson Williams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his jersey. So, Jameson Williams, a guy we all thought about buying his jersey, and now that's all been put on hold. Jameson Williams, who's talking about changes his number for the third time, which would be more number changes than he has catches in the NFL. Uh, he gets suspended six games by the NFL along with um, Quintez Cephas and CJ Moore and a few other, like a few other guys, right? Yeah. Co- coaching staff guys. Yep. Uh, get suspended for gambling on company property. Um, and it looks like he did it at the Lions facility and it was on an NCAA basketball game. Is that what you guys got? That's what I gathered yep. from the situation. Yeah. So he is suspended six games. Um, and it's, you know, it's like of all the momentum we had going, all the excitement we had, this was just like the biggest kick in the dick. Um, we could have gotten, well, we've talked about it since the start of this year, we were saying, Hey, wait till Jamison Williams come back. And then it kind of was delayed during this year. He came back a little later than we thought. And then, like, he mysteriously didn't get the snaps. And no one no one really still knows why he didn't get as many snaps as he should have when he came back. Some people said he was still injured. Some people said didn't they were easy the to it. Some people said he didn't know the playbook. No one really knows. It never really came out. Um, but then we go into next year and we're like, hey, we're going to win the NFC North. And our X factor is going to be Jamison Williams, someone who can blow the top off. Um it's one of those things where it's it's a fork in the road. I'm not calling him a bust yet. I don't think he's done yet. I don't think he's in good standing yet. It's He's either going to learn from this, or if he has one more mistake, he, he's going to be a bust at that point in time, and you have, to, you have to do something at that point in time. But he didn't do anything wrong this year. No. D- not confirmed. Maybe he didn't know the playbook. We don't know that. We don't know that. He was injured this year, which is why he didn't play. And maybe he was eased into it because they didn't have much to play for until the end of the season, and then they had something to play for. Maybe it was because he didn't know the playbook. Maybe it was because, I don't know, Chark was playing better than him. Yeah, We don't know the reason why, but going into this year, um, I, I just it's his first time in trouble. And I don't remember his college career. I don't think he was in trouble in college, to my knowledge. So it's not like he's a repeat offender. It's not like he's this guy who's had a history of problems. And it's not like it's a crime that he did. It's a league violation that he did. Gambling's legal. Um, Gambling on sports for them is legal. It's where he did it. Now, it's a technicality. He has to serve the punishment. He did the crime. But I'm just kind of sick of hearing these people say, well, he's a bust, or you got to move on from him. Charles Rogers 2.0. No, it's not that yet. It's not even close to that. It, I, I don't I don't know how anybody could, like, think that. I think it's okay to be frustrated, pissed off, annoyed. Right. X, Y, Z, all of that. Uh, I'm not thinking at all about last year. Like, there is no way any of us could definitively say, like, he didn't know the playbook or blah, 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 blah. All we can do right. is speculate. Right. Last year was the weirdest thing in the fucking world. And you had a very high pick with like a torn ACL who like was joining a team late, you know, all of that. So like, I just kind of have that out the window. This incident just like sucks. Like, yeah, surface it's just value so easily avoidable. Sucks. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why it's, it's like, just so simple. Yeah. Like you don't gamble at the facility. Is it that hard? And that's like, so there's two sides of the coin for me. It's just like one, like JMO, 
you fucking moron. Like, you fucking idiot. Like, just run across the street, place the bet, come back, or just don't. Just, like, don't bet during you work hours. You know that hours. every gambling app has your exact location on it. Yeah, and, like... And like your social and like it's hooked, like it's very much hooked to your account. It's you easy to figure out where you're at. Yeah. And, and when you're on the apps. And they, and like they have gambling people come in and like speak to these guys and like talk to them and they know all the rules and all of this stuff. And I just am so mad that he has got tied up in this shit. Yeah. Um, but the other side of the coin too is just like, I think this is like the most hypocritical thing the NFL like can do. Like the commanders have a sports book in their stadium. Every ad you ever see every two seconds is NFL stuff or is, uh, is gambling stuff. Um, my one buddy, I thought put it really well. Um, shout out Jack for this text. He said, Goodell punishing people for gambling on non NFL events is like if a judge was sentencing you to prison for solicitation while simultaneously getting a blowy from a prostitute under his desk in court. <laughs> and I thought it was just like absolutely That's good. perfect. That's good. Yeah, it's 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 just like, dude, it's so it's so avoidable and like you know the rules. Just get out of the fucking facility and gamble if you want to gamble. And kind of going off what Chandler said, people throwing around Charles Rogers. I'll be honest, boys. I I have Titus Young Jr. and or senior, excuse me, Titus Young Senior. <laughs> kind of flashes in my head right now with JMO, dude. I don't. I don't I know. Don't, I don't have that yet. I don't either. Titus like climbed an impound right. To like get yeah, his but car that out. Was, that was the very end of like Titus. Like that was before. That was after he was already off the team. Like he was living in Cali. Like I don't know, dude. It's just like he has the weapons. He has like the same the same weapons as Titus. Real quick, route runner down the field. That's all he does. Yeah. Does Jamin? Does Jamison run anything other than streaks? I haven't seen it. We don't. We don't know yet. We don't know. But he he's a young receiver. And my thing is this is. This isn't like being funny or insensitive. Like Titus Young had mental problems. Mm -hmm. Like he, we, he had signs of mental problems, and it went downhill quick. Jamison Williams made a dumb mistake. That that's all it was. And he's getting overpunished for it. Yes, and he's getting overpunished. The thing is, what does he do between now and the start of the season? So that's so. He was in Vegas two days ago. Do you right. guys know that? I, I did. I saw, I saw that for the fight. So a that's a bad look. B at the same time, what is he, 22 years old? Yeah. He's a young guy with money. I understand, but like you said, like, to me, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I I get it. Maybe a two-game suspension, maybe a four-game suspension. Almost half the season, that's ridiculous to me. And I'm not going to tell the kid to stop living his life. Maybe don't post it on Instagram. Don't go live. Don't go live. Yeah, maybe don't do that. But I'm not going to tell you not to go to Vegas to a big fight because – if I got in trouble for my work because I did something that was a technical violation, I wouldn't cancel a Vegas trip if I had it. True. Uh, it's just like you said, the optics really stink. You know, it's it's a first-round draft pick. Uh, hasn't played really any games yet. Uh, gets suspended for gambling, and then like two days later before the draft is in the gambling capital of the world like going live and it's he's not getting like, a paycheck for six weeks. Yeah. It's just, that was just like, come on, JMO. Like, did you have to be in Vegas? Like, did, or did you have to go live? Did you even fuck? I'll let you go to Vegas. Did you have to like go live? That is a tough fucking look. That's a tough look. All I got to say is this is look around the, the NFL, 
look at the wide receiver position currently and historically. They have by far the biggest personalities and are the most prima donnas and probably the most self-absorbing position in the NFL. That's who they are. I don't mind if that he has that personality because you look from T.O. to Randy Moss to Chad Ochocinco to whoever, Antonio Brown. Every Hello. good receiver <laughs> is a huge personality, and J-Mo's not doing anything illegal. True. He's just not being mature right now. So I have faith in J-Mo. I think this kid's got an unlimited ceiling. I think he takes us to another level. I think he makes a dumb mistake. And I think we give him time and see what it looks like and what comes out of training camp. How does he look in preseason? Because we are going to get to see him in the preseason. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's going to play a lot in the preseason because he's going to have to sit six weeks after. So my thing is, let's see what happens. Let's see what he does in the offseason, and then let's see how he looks in the preseason because if he comes out with a fire under his ass in those three games, we're going to have a lot to look forward to the second half of the year. Uh, yeah, I would just – I just – it's just – yeah. All that shit you named, it's like it's hard to believe we got to wait all this time even longer to see him. Almost Halloween. It's unreal. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not sure about him. Yeah. I don't, I, he's not like the guy that posts videos of himself at like – training camp working on shit it's like he's posting videos of him laying on the hood of a car on six mile like (laughs) i don't know dude it's just i i feel like his head's not in the right spot and he's not thinking about the long-term future here for himself i i don't think you're on like you're wrong for thinking that i'm just gonna give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe that's that's i hope i'm wrong i want to be wrong yeah and you know not everybody's amon ross st brown who's just like you know, a hard worker has a chip on his shoulder. Like that's kind of my point is like, this is typical receiver behavior. Yeah. Um, and it's not like we didn't know it. It's not like we didn't know it when we drafted him. 100%. And let's just look at some other receivers too. Tyreek Hill threw his girlfriend down the steps in college. I mean, he wasn't a saint coming into the league. Right. J-Mo bet on a game in the wrong place. Yeah. Tyreek Hill threw someone down the steps. Antonio Brown. Do we even start to get into that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on. This this reminds me a lot of like when Randy Moss mooned the crowd. That was the dumbest outrage I ever seen. He got fined. He got brutalized for his character. This this is very similar to that to me. Is it's a non-issue or a very little issue. It's not a serious issue like domestic abuse, alcoholism, drug abuse, whatever it may be. Yeah, it's kind of just like a bonehead. He just did like a bonehead thing. Right. Which Guess what? A lot of 22-year-old males, uh, I'll raise my hand, myself included, did a lot of boneheaded things. Yeah, yeah but you also weren't a uh, first-round draft pick in the NFL, Chandler. Yeah, I understand that. And guess what? Everyone learns at different times, and I also couldn't run a 4-3 either. Or else maybe <laughs> can, I would We can go been. down that list. Let's <laughs> have that athlete debate again. He's the best one in here. Um, yeah, so, I mean, just kicking the dick, uh, you know, just kind of like – Really hurts the momentum, and now you look at the wide receiver core, and you're like, ah, not as, not as strong as I wanted that to be. Um, but in good news, uh, CJ Gardner is is like said he's going to drop an EP. Let's hear it. Let's see if we got. Let's get some volume going here. All right. Yeah, so this was posted by uh, CJ Gardner today, and he said, uh, the EP won't disappoint, I promise. 
I like it. It sounds pretty good. The production's great. Yeah, Whoever I, made I, the beat and everything is really good. I just uh, I just get a little uh, shell sock. The last guy who like started rapping, you know, was uh, Le'Veon Bell, and yeah. he kind of stopped playing football. Yeah, he's not the not the ideal uh, career path. He's a boxer he now, guys. He's I a boxer. Tony Brown was rapping too. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Put that shit on. <laughs> you know Put the Put that shit on. Dude, how, I've just heard. Dude, so many guys do that, bro. I <laughs> Put that shit on. Well, that's what I wanted to transition. We'll do CJ Gardner uh, into uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Uh, the biggest news probably on every NFL station and everything you've ever seen. I don't know how much more they can talk about it. We all knew it was coming, um, but it finally goes down. Rodgers goes to the Jets. The Jets receive Aaron Rodgers, uh, the number 15th overall pick uh, this year, and a 2023 fifth overall or fifth round pick, uh, which is number 170. And then the Packers will get uh, the number 13 overall pick this year, a 2023 second round pick, a sixth round pick, um, and a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first round pick if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays, which is huge. I think that last little bit there is actually the biggest part of the whole trade. Um, so Rogers officially becomes a New York jet. He is going to wear number eight, not number 12. Yeah. I think, uh, a, it makes the jets much, much better. Um, I believe the jets are probably in line with the bills right now to win that division. Um, one of the better divisions in football with the Dolphins as well. Patriots, they're done this year. I mean, they're, they're, their run has ended. But the Jets, with the young players that they had come in last year and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner, um, I think both offensive and defensive rookies of the year, right? Um, yeah. 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 Yep. So yep. they had two rookies of the year um, on their team. They've got who could have been the offensive rookie of the year, Brees Hall coming back. Um, in a young backfield with Michael Carter. I think this gives them a lot of firepower. I think this catapults the Jets into a top five team in a tough AFC. And I'm going to say it right now, the Jets will win the AFC East this year. I think that's how much Rodgers means to this team. And I believe Rodgers is reignited because of this move. I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think things were getting dull. I think he was getting frustrated in Green Bay with what he was saying the last couple off seasons. I think he gets out, and now he has a chip on my shoulder like, I want to try to stick it to the Packers to show them that they wasted my time there. They never spent a first-round pick on a receiver while I was there. They didn't go out and get the big receivers for me. And now he does have a lot of young weapons, including bringing over Alan Lazard, who was on the Packers with him. So um, I think this is a huge move for the Jets. I think it makes them an AFC contender at this point in time. Um, And I think for the Packers, it's TBD because I'm not going to count that franchise out. We thought after Favre we were going to get a little bit of a break and Rodgers dominated for over a decade. That's a great franchise. They're up there with the Steelers as far as continued success for a franchise. So I'm not going to put it past them. I don't think they're going to be too good this year because it's a transition year, but TBD on Jordan Love and how he plays. Well, you're high, Chandler, because the Bills are going to stomp that division out. That's what you can think. I mean, the window's closing on the Bills. I think everything you said is completely logical and makes perfect sense. And if you look at the paper and you do the math, the one thing the Jets were missing last year was that uh, consistency at quarterback and Mm -hmm. just even serviceable 
serviceable play. Uh, I think they had three different guys start under center for him last year, all pretty subpar, uh, including fucking Joe Flacco, which yes. I just I just can't believe. <laughs> like, yeah. we still say his name as an active quarterback. I mean, he's aight. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not aight anymore. He's just not. He's not like, damn, he's not aight. He's, he's just, he's had a good career, man. He's had, he's had more than he bargained for. At one point, he was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I'm pretty positive. Um, it was like a hot minute. It was like a very hot minute. I am just going to completely disagree with you, Chandler, simply based off these two entities coming together. I think everything looks great on paper, but you, I still look at this as the New York Jets, who are not historically as bad at all as the Detroit Lions, but they are still like little brother in New York. As far as the teams go, they are the Mets to the Yankees. As far as, uh, that being that team in New York. And it, it seems like whatever can go wrong for them, they kind of attract disaster. And I just think while this looks so good, it's setting up to be one of the biggest failures of the NFL season. Um, Rogers is definitely like, who knows where his head's at? I, I, you know, you're saying he's recharged, he's excited, or is he just want that last $50 million paycheck? And if he gets a little bit injured or he wants to do more drugs, is he going to do well with the New York media versus being in green Bay? Um, but I he just, loves that shit too, I right? Think so too. I, he loves that media shit. I, I don't disagree. I really don't. And I think the more logical take is that this is like that they're going to compete for this division and it's going to work out, but I have them going eight and nine. I think they're going to win the amount of numbers that the number that Rogers has. I just, I don't see, I th- see this being like not mixing well at all. Oil and water, I don't see it working. And I don't know if that's me just rooting for that more so than I think it's actually going to happen, but I'm I'm willing it. I'm bringing it to the forefront that I don't think the Jets are going to be the team that everyone thinks they are. I think we might have a little Russell Wilson action here on our hands. There you go. There's what I was trying to fucking connect the dots with. It's like we had both had the Broncos in the fucking uh, right. championship game. I feel like anytime you bring in like a big superstar like that and like everyone just expects you to win right away, it never happens like that. Uh, besides Brady with Tampa. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know. It, that team was stacked though too. Did Brett Favre go to the playoffs with the Jets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. he and I think he threw – no, they were good. I think they went to the AFC – did they go to the – am I crazy to say they went to the AFC Championship? I'm trying Minnesota, to, he went to the NFC – I think he, I thought he threw interceptions to end his tenure with all three teams. Could be possible. Rogers last throw in Lambo lions pick baby. I was there. That's right. Very cool. Yeah. So that's official. Now I can say I officially saw Rogers' last game in Lambo and it was his last pass was an interception to the, to Kirby. That's right, baby curb dog. So that's pretty exciting. You looking that up, Chandler? Yeah, I'm trying to find it, but it's not really too clear. I think it's also just fucking crazy that like nine and seven. Oh, they didn't go. I don't think they went. They were nine and seven the one year he played for the Jets, and then he sent a couple of dick pics, right? He sent a couple dick pics, and then the next year in Minnesota he was twelve and four, and that's when they lost in the NFC Championship. There you go. So, I. yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I think people were pretty excited when Favre went there. I Also, I think it's absolutely insane. Like, it's just, I know people have talked about it, but, like, how do Green Bay have these quarterbacks that are so good for so long win one 
Super Bowl, and then they go to the Jets. Like, how have they both done that? Aaron Rodgers just wants to be Brett Favre is what I'm taking from all this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Could be, could be. My thing is, you've got a good defense already in place. Defensive coach, Robert Salah, last year, points against fourth in the league for the Jets' defense. One of the best defenses in the league, statistically speaking. Who's reuniting with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? No, I'm not talking about Alan Lazard. Nathaniel Hackett, his offensive coordinator from 2019 to 2021, in which he won two MVPs with him. So he's not learning a new system. He's reconnecting to his old system. It's a plug-and-play situation. Again, TBD, I agree with your thought on the Jets are a cursed franchise. They're like the Mets. The Mets and the Jets are the same team. They haven't won since the 60s, and they're – they're, they what can go wrong will go wrong with them. Um, I just think he is very egotistical. It's always all about him, and now he's in the biggest market in the country. Um, Pat McAfee, he's on that show every week. He does things to try to make himself more seen, mm-hmm. um, and he was in the smallest market in the league before. So to me, he's going to fuel into that. I think he's more motivated than ever. I think it's a plug-and-play situation. And, uh, again, it could go either way. Um, I just think there's so much going for him when you're that good of a player. You can be in bad conditions and play well. He's going into a good situation. Yeah, and, and I just well. I just wonder, you know, big situation set up for big failure. And when was the last time Rodgers was truly in a big pressure situation? Um, and – the last times he has been, I mean, you can go as recently as the Lions game, you know, lost, go to the playoffs at Lambeau. He's lost, um, you know, all of his last NFC championship games type deal. So not saying if he went to the NFC championship, that would be a failure. I mean, I'm sure Jets fans would be very happy for that. I just, something about this mixture, this concoction, I could see it not working out. And it's, how old is this guy? Is he, was he 38, 39? Yeah, I think he's going on 39 this year. So like. He he twists an ankle, and the whole thing, you know, hundred percent goes up in flames. And that's that's the last piece I want to talk about is this sixty five percent thing. Um, so, like I said, the Jets or the Packers get a twenty twenty four second round pick from the Jets if Rodgers plays sixty five percent of the plays. It becomes a first. Um, so I think best case scenario for everything involved would be for him to just play like just under that number. That way the Packers, the Jets aren't good. So my prediction feels great. Rogers ends his career in flames and the Packers get don't, shit don't get a first round <laughs> right. pick out of that. Well, remember Zach Wilson said he was going to make whoever came in and uh, competed with them at quarterback. He was going to quote, make his life a living hell. So you think he's going to maybe clip some playing time from Rodgers, maybe outperform him in, he, camp, in yeah. practice. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, you think there's a QB competition? Yeah, Maybe if ass. Rodgers' mom's around, but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> um, all right, well, good stuff. He's finally in New York. So let's talk about our main topic here for the last, uh, you know, half hour or so, the NFL draft. Our favorite time of the dun, year. Dun, 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 dun. I know, I feel like I should have. What do we got? Let's see. That's not it. That's not what we wanted. But that's fine. We got Man. All right. Well, I was looking for the applause. I couldn't find it. We got some laughs and some intros there. Um, but the Lions head into the draft um, with the number six overall pick and the number 18 overall pick. Uh, seems like one of the most up-in-the-air drafts we've had in a while. 
no slam dunks, nothing given, nothing confirmed. Uh, we have Houston who traded up to the second overall pick, and we don't even know if they're going to take a quarterback yet. So I will, uh, I don't know, I'll hand it over to you guys. Start out on your draft thoughts. I mean, my first draft thought is this is the most unpredictable draft that we've ever seen. And I think we said that last week or two weeks ago, but like no one knows what's going to happen. Like now Will Levis was 40 to one to go number one overall pick. In a matter of 24 hours, he's now four to one to go number one overall to Carolina. And what happened there? I, I there's audio leaking about him saying, hey, we'll see you in Carolina. Some people are saying it's an old video. Some people are saying it's a new video. Um, I don't know why that's happening, but two through five, we have no idea how it's going to play out. Usually you have an idea or two to three teams. You're like, oh, this team needs a lineman. This needs that. Like, we don't know who's going to be picking two to five. There could be a lot of trades to get into the top five. And we don't know who the current top five teams are going to pick. We don't know if the Cardinals are going to go O-line or D-line. We don't know if the Texans are going to go best defensive player or second best quarterback. We have no idea if the Seahawks are going to go Jalen Carter, if they're going to trade out, if they're going to do Anthony Richardson to back up Geno Smith. No one knows anything. So that's kind of my overall thought going into this draft is, at six, the Lions legitimately have a chance at everyone they want to get on the draft board, meaning at six, they could get their number one guy on their draft board. Yeah, absolutely. And it or they or they could be shit out of luck and not get their top they four could. guys. They could. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're just looking like, for example, I'm looking, you know, at the CBS, they have all the mock drafts up. Uh six different mock drafts, six different players with yes. the Lions taking. Like right. it's it's absolutely um just bonkers. And I am just so curious. I mean, as everyone else is like what Brad Holmes is thinking, like, not just like for the pick, you know, overall picture and does I'll ask just a simple question right off the rip. Does this Jameson Williams suspension change anything that he was going to do at all throughout the entire draft? I think regardless, we're still looking at getting a wide receiver. It might be moving up a little bit on the board for us now, but I think at the end of the day, it's not really changing too much that we're going to be doing in the draft. Right? I would say if it changes anything, it might change it on a fringe character guy because he put his nuts on the table, moved up to get JMO last year. Are you going to spend another first-round pick on a guy who could have character issues? Not that JMO did coming out of college, but it's making national headlines right now. Uh, I actually had the same thought today, you know, like if Jalen Carter's sitting there, right. You know, does it become, you know, I kind of, I don't know, put my reputation on someone with, like you said, character issues or so like now am I, am I hesitant to go, to go get that guy. Right. right. And another weird thing too is, is Tyree Wilson of, as of recent has flown up Shout everyone's up. board. He's now he's minus one thirty five to be the first defensive player drafted. That's crazy. On the Overwhelming book. favorite. Yeah. It's dare I say it's working out. And we were talking about it earlier. It's working out to where I think we have a very realistic chance we have as good of a chance to get Will Anderson as we do Jalen Carter right now. I, I think so too. They have they have Tyree Wilson going number two in the draft. Every yes, I I'm seeing that I, I think it's absolutely crazy too that we are uncertain in that of that number two pick. Not like what quarterback it's gonna be, it's what side of the ball are they gonna the draft on. Right, right. 
Uh, well, then AR-15, like, where the fuck did he go? Now he's, like, on the bottom of everyone's draft. I've seen him going, like, mid-first now, if if even in the first. Same with but CJ I, Stroud. Yeah, right? yeah, because his test came out, yeah. and he, like, failed it. Right. And I've also seen AR-15 still going third overall. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at, so exa- example, like, I put this kind of note here, you know, dumb mock drafts or things you've seen, just like the most asinine shit you've seen. So did you guys happen to see Chris Collinsworth? Oh, like his, yes. his <laughs> Hendon Hooker to the Chiefs. <laughs> Dude, what? That They signed Mahomes to a 10-year deal two years ago. Why, they just well, won the Super Bowl with yeah, him again. Why would you spend a first-round pick I on, hate Collinsworth. on a, a yeah, quarterback? I do too. That makes no sense. So, And I also – so I found, like, a uh, an image that was, like, Chris Collinsworth's final uh, mock of 2023, and I think he edited it again because I, like, I like found another page on PFF, his website, uh, and he, like, updated it because he had uh, – who did he have? He had us taking um, Levis. He had the Lions taking Levis in his original. I'm his- storming every Ford plant in Michigan if we take Levis. He had us taking Levis in his final mock, and then I went to his on like an image on a website making fun of him, and then I went to his website and it had changed, but he still had fucking Hendon Hooker to the Chiefs. So that was by far the weirdest thing I've seen. Um, the other thing I saw. Oh wait, was it Levis? Shit. No, I'm sorry. He he had us taking fucking AR fifteen in the in that old mock, not Levis. Okay. But he That's had us even take, worse. At eighteen. He had us taking AR fifteen at eight uh AR fifteen at eighteen. That's even worse. Yes. Um also, just another shit I saw on CBS Kyle Stackpole has us <laughs> taking this is worse. AR fifteen at three after we make a trade with Zona. No, 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 no. Please make it stop. <laughs> like, are people just trying to be different and it's get clicks? clicks yeah. it is. Right? 100%. It's what I said about Mel Kuyper. Like, I just, that Will Anderson, uh, Bijan fucking draft, I just, that's fantasy land. That, I, I don't know. I see a lot of Bijan at 18, which I don't think he's going to make it out of the top 10. Yeah. I really think Atlanta is going to take him at eight, to be honest. But um, I, I just, I guess my question for you guys before we get who do we want, who do you think they'll take, like, Realistically speaking, so there's a, a wide realm of realistic picks. What's the one guy that you're saying, I don't want him? At six. six? Any quarterback. Okay. That's any fair. quarterback. I don't want any of the quarterbacks. Frank? Well, I guess it, it's kind of like, can, can you live with them? Like, I really don't want, like, I'll throw up type deal. Yeah. Well, I throw up. I mean, I would really... It would so I'm not even counting quarterback because I really don't want a quarterback. So I'm gonna put that in my answer too. So any quarterback, and then I'm just gonna add Gonzalez. Okay. I don't want Gonzalez at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm in the same camp as both of you. No quarterback. That's None. I think the worst pick we could have wherever our first pick is three, six, ten, whatever. If we spend our first pick on a quarterback, I think that's the worst option that we could have. For me, and it's a popular pick, um, I'm not big on Devin Witherspoon. Okay. I'm not big on Devin Witherspoon. He's 5'11", he's 180, he's a little slower than Gonzalez, but what makes me nervous is he's so physical and he's so small. Mm -hmm. And Big Ten football is different than NFL football. And every running back's running for their life because they have seven years max to be in the league. And if you're going to try to come up and crack them, it's a different hit 
than if you're you're hitting the the running back from Indiana like we've all seen on the highlight film. So my thing is, I don't love Christian Gonzalez either, but six two frame. 4.3840 time. I'd rather take a chance on him than a Devin Witherspoon at six. If Witherspoon drops to us at 18, I like it at that point in time. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. So and I don't not like the kid. I just don't not like it at the six pick. I think basically when you asked me that question, I just didn't want to blanket it too much. I don't want a corner at all at six. Okay. Like, I don't, I won't. I don't, I don't like I don't Gonzalez either, Frank. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, I just... He's a zone guy, and he's he's like the opposite of Witherspoon. He, like, shies away from contact a lot. He's not good at tackling. He's just very fast and athletic, so he can make up for it. Yeah, and I just... With, with Witherspoon, it's another top 10 corner from the Big Ten who's a little undersized, who plays physical. That sounds, like, pretty similar to the guy that we sent to Atlanta a few days ago that we took number three overall. I I am gun shy to take a corner in the top 10. I don't care. Call me scared. Call the Lions scared. I don't want to do it at fucking all. I agree 100%. And the physicality piece, like Cam Sutton to me, who we signed this offseason, is that guy for us. He's the guy that's going to stick his nose in. Do we want two of those types of guys? Um, but I agree 100%. To me, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I want a D lineman. I want a D lineman. Without I don't a doubt. care what D lineman it is. I want a D lineman there unless you see Tyree, you see um, Will Anderson and Carter go top five. Then I'm kind of panicking at that point. What if they go so, like, what if Lions go like Brian Breesey from no, Clemson? I don't want him at six. I, no. Best case scenario, if those guys go top five, all three of them, you trade down. And I think the Eagles would trade up with us. I think maybe the Titans would trade up to get a quarterback with us. Um, I, I don't know who else could, but if you don't have a chance at one of those top three D linemen, I'm calling everyone to get out of the top 10 or move back in the top 10 at that point in time. One other thing I wouldn't hate, I wouldn't hate this one bit. If we do get stuck, all three of those guys are gone. We don't end up trading. I'd be fine with Smith Enigma. Without a doubt. I would ride with him I like all day. That too. No, I, really I would like ride that with too. Jackson all day at six. I was actually waiting for my fucking turn to speak to say that. I'm kind of kind of bummed you kind of took my juice. But that's so I have this written down. It's like if the draft goes, very possible, which is my nightmare, to go uh BY, Anderson, Tyree, Stroud, Carter, then it comes to us and it's like we're staring these corners in the face. Um my pick, my choices for what I wish we would do there, number one would be to fucking get JSN, get him, get your boy, say, fuck it, just go grab the guy. Instant replacement for JMO. Everyone's excited. NFL-ready guy is going to be there week one. He can one. start week one, 100%. Week one. Um, and then if, that, if we can't do that, I'd rather trade the pick for a King's Ransom for somebody who maybe wants a quarterback, whoever else is there. Um and then after that, like, I don't know, like I might want, um, uh, Skaronsky maybe it's kind of boring, but like, I don't want a corner. I don't want a fucking corner or a quarterback. I am similar to yours, Frank. I think Skaronsky my second option at that point. I do like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm just not sure at six with what else we need, but I like him as a player. I think he's going to be good. I think it'd be a fucking just, we'd lose our minds man yeah. we would like lose our minds and i'd rather do that if no one wants to trade it's like so so I, I, let me ask you if, if it's at six no one wants to trade 
Who's my no- number What do you one? want to do? And and we're not going corner. You're going to call me crazy. I'm okay with it. I'm taking B. John Robinson. No way. Yes. I think he's that good. I think he's generational. I hear that we're shopping Swift. I heard that locally yesterday that they're trying to Where'd find Where'd you hear trade. that? Uh, 97.1. Oh, okay. 97.1, Rieger and Wojo reported. <laughs> um, I thought you like were buying smokes. <laughs> no, no, no. It was an actual report that they're they're calling around to see what they could get for Swift before the draft tomorrow. Swift is not going to be here after next year, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, Bijan Robinson is a game breaker, and guess what? Strength on strength while Jamison's out. We need to be a run-heavy team. The defenses in our division are not run stoppers. Our offensive line is road graders. Could you imagine a backfield of Bijan and Montgomery and how much pressure it takes off the rest of the team at that point in time, especially Jared Goff? We still have another number or first-round pick. We can get to the defense at that point in time, and we have two second-round picks to get to the defense too, which should both be starters. I'm taking what I think is one of the two or three best players in the draft. Taking Bijan Robinson, he's a home run pick. We're not playing around anymore. We're not playing for 500. I don't think we're playing for the NFC North this year. We got to be playing for a playoff win or two and to get to the NFC Championship or further. And that pick symbolizes we're fucking putting our dick on the table and we're going to fucking jam it down your throat 50 times a game until we get our options back halfway through the season. That would be insane. I mean, you very well put, that would just be, that's something that I don't even really have on my radar, which would be just unreal. I was thinking about, I would love him at, at our second round, our second pick in the first round. Um, but if everyone's gone, I mean, we got, we're missing all the big dogs, dude. We got it. I think we take the best athlete available. We don't just pick a need. And I think Brad Holmes is that guy to do that. I so, think so, too. So what do you guys think about Nolan Smith? I like Nolan. Is, not is at six. Six, six is a no. reach. Yeah, I'm not crazy about him at He's six. He's been flying up a lot of boards as of recent. Dude, I've seen him go. I've seen him as early as like nine and as low as like 30th. So I just i am curious, like, if you guys had any thought, just because it would kind of be a little bit of like a poor man's quote unquote, you know, not getting you know, one of the big, you know, one of Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, like, would we want to stay in that position group and maybe grab someone like that from, you know, an SEC school? Yeah. I mean, it's, they've, they've proven to, you know, turn into good pros with guys out of Georgia, but I just, I don't know if that's what I want to do at the, I want a person that we know is going to be dominant right off the rip. So for me, I think what I want to do, you know, I, in this order, is what would make me the happiest. Uh, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson. That's my order. That's my ideal. That's who I would want. I'm going to go a little crazy, but same top two. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. I want Bijan. I didn't know you were so hooked on Bijan. I want Bijan. That's cash. Wow. I would would have to follow, but to be honest with you, I want Jalen one, Will two, give me Smith and Nigba three. Wow. I'd say Smith would uh I'd say JSN would be uh would be number four on my list on that one. So our our all of our ideal scenario is Will Anderson. That's our guy. That's yeah. our guy. I'd be really pumped. Will you go metallic face paint if we draft Will Anderson week one? Only if it's lead base. Lead base? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You have my word. Okay. I'll go week one home opener if we take Will Anderson. Can we Anderson. wear jerseys? 
We'll wear jerseys. Yeah. I'll we'll sign paint, them. We'll, we'll paint our face. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so great. Um, this is going to be so exciting. So, like, let's talk about what we think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I am pretty terrified, and I just hate even saying this out loud, womp, 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 that it's going to be that order I said that all those three big dog boss hogs are going to be gone, and we're going to draft Witherspoon. I'm very worried that we're just going to take Witherspoon. I don't think so. I think we'll be all right. I, th- I trust Holmes. I don't think he'd do something like that. I don't want to believe it either, but I just, I've just i just seen that name come up so many times, and it just seems to fit, and I just don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But So I'm, I think I'm just preparing for the worst. My prediction is, my prediction is Will Anderson. I think that with Vegas saying that Tyree Wilson is going to come off the board uh, first, Vegas knows. What happened with Trayvon Walker last year? Three days before the draft, his odds started shifting, and what happened? He was the number one overall pick. He was it's, like minus 400 yes. by the time the yeah. day started. And he was not ever favored until a week before the draft. The same thing's happening with Tyree Wilson. Vegas knows something. They have insiders. Tyree Wilson's going to be gone, and I believe there's going to be three quarterbacks taken in the top five. So if you use the logic of Tyree Wilson at two, three in the top five, there's going to be Jalen Carter or Will Anderson left. My thought is Seattle's hooked on Jalen Carter at that point in time. Will Anderson drops to us at six. That's what I think is going to happen. Hope you're right. I would love that. I would love that. And, I mean, it's a deep cornerback draft. We can get them late, you know. There's a lot of good corners. I mean, it would be pretty pretty great to – you know, grab uh, grab one of the big dogs at six. And then, it, I mean, if Witherspoon or Gonzalez is there at 18, I think that's pretty successful. Or, I mean, is there any chance at all that Njigba drops? Yes. I think there is. I think it's less likely now. Um, but I, there's always a chance. You know, Malik Willis was supposed to be top 10 last year. I mean, the, the Packers round. are picking 15th, I you know. know. Well, now yeah. they're picking 13th. 13th, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and the, and the Jets – and the Texans. Yeah. Titans. Titans. There's a lot of team that need receivers in the He ain't making to it to us range. at 18. Yeah, it's going to be I tough. I guarantee that. Well, so that's the only thought. That's the only thought. It's like a like sliver of hope to hold on to. All the big dogs are gone, and Brad can't get a deal to move up or anything like that. And he knows, like, if he wants that guy, if that's his guy, he's got to go get him right there. Yeah. I might be pipe dreaming this one. I think I think just the thing is though, you spent a first rounder on one last year, you signed one in the offseason in Marv, and you've got a borderline top ten receiver, if not a top ten receiver in the league and in St. Brown on your team. Are you really gonna put that many assets towards your receivers when you have so many other holes? The Lions Maybe. have done it before. Well, we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> here in about three or four minutes. Um so I can't wait. Um, so I, I was kind of surprised we all wanted Will Anderson as our guy. Um, Jalen Carter was both our number two, right? I'm yep. fine with Jalen Carter too. too. I would love Jalen Carter. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, make sure I, that we're all on the same page. Here. I'm still worried about, so last thing here, like if Carter's sitting there and he's the last of the big dogs, like, do you see, do you see him passing on him? Do you see Brad Holmes like? Because I was saying earlier weeks ago the character thing. We literally just said, uh, does he take a risk with character issues? Blah blah blah. This and that. Like, 
Is there a fuck? That would actually be the worst case scenario if one of these guys is on the board and we go Witherspoon or Gonzalez. That's that's where I just fall out. Of I, don't chair. We're, I don't think I don't think, think we would pass no on him either, dude. The guy dominated the SEC in the front line, like, and it's a huge hole that we need to just fill. Just asking questions. I agree. No, they I'm just know. Saying, yeah. They know. They they've picked very good football players. They, right. they they do it based on football players and talent, not necessarily around anything else. This guy was the number one overall pick until two months ago. Right. Um, this is just, and it should be noted, this is like the first Brad Holmes pick f- for his first overall or first round first pick. That's not a complete layup. Right. This is the first one he's got. I like, well, it could be, I guess. Could be a layup. Yeah, it could be. A, yeah. I think it's going to be, I think one of those three is going to fall into our lap. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm more skeptical about so, 18. Dude. Yeah. Like 18 is, is wide open. They could go wide out. They could go corner. Dude, they could go fucking tight end for all we know. I don't. I would hope not. I would hate that. So that's the pick I would hate the most at eighteen is a tight end. I mean, there's some decent tight ends. Mike Mayer is solid. Darnell Washington out of Georgia is a good tight end. I like I, that Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I just kind of felt like we uh, we did just fine with the system, and like I don't know if we need one. I mean, we shipped Hawk. To me, it doesn't seem very. Brad Holmes to like ship the position. I get he's cheaper. I get all that, but you know, like that feels like a Patricia move to like trade Slay and draft Okuda to you know to trade Hawkinson and draft a tight end. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. That's what makes the eighteen draft so is fun. fucking wide open, boys. Tune in. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, let's talk about a little Lions draft history here. Of course. Um, before we, uh, wouldn't be the, the draft if we didn't talk about that. This is, should be a really <laughs> bright segment. It should be a really uplifting segment. Well, here. do you want to do best pick or worst pick? Well, we have a lot more to choose from on the worst side, so I think it might go longer. So yeah. why don't we start with the worst pick? Okay. I'll lead us off here. Please. To me, it's a no brainer. Now I didn't go back to the eighties or, or even no. the nineties. No. I did from 2000 on. Nice. What's the worst pick? And what did I look at, Frank? I looked at going into the draft. Who did they reach for too much? Mm-hmm. Production while he was here. Mm-hmm. And then also what we look back on and now can say, was he a bust or not? Strong feeling we're going to land on the same guy. But yeah, I, feel like we all I think we might have him, but that's okay. So my pick is going, my worst pick for the Lions since the year 2000 is going to be Big Mike Williams yeah. out of USC. Uh, third year in a row, they took a receiver with their first round pick. I believe they were all top 10 picks. And if Roy Williams wasn't, he was a top 15 pick. Since we got the same one, I'm just going to kind of play off you a little bit yeah. here. Uh, compliment you if I can. 2003, Charles Rogers, second overall. 2004, Roy Williams out of Texas, seventh overall. And, and then, then Mike Williams, 10th yeah, overall. Exactly. So Can't forget Joey oh, in, in 02 as well. Oh, yeah. They were third just, overall. Just building the offense. I Oof. mean, just terrible, but. Two seasons for Mike Williams, less than 450 yards in those two seasons, two touchdowns, was off the team at that point in time. And the most underrated part about it, we went through who they drafted prior, his career stats. People forget he sat out the season leading up to that draft. He was out of shape or there was question of him being out of shape going into that draft. Um, this wasn't a Jamar Chase or a Micah Parsons situation where they were training seven days a week just to get into the draft. A Panay Sewell situation. No, this guy just didn't play that year. And he, like, gained weight. It was, like, noted that he was larger than he was the year before. Right. Not in a good way. So, mine, Frank, yours, very easy for me. 
It's big Mike Williams. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, declared himself eligible for the 2004 NFL draft um, at two years at Southern Cal, but then was ineligible. Um, sat out a year. Uh, let's. I want to say this. Here, I'll just read this little right up here. Although he showed flashes of talent that made him an All-American at USC, Williams never panned out with the Lions. He started four of 14 games as a rookie, but played in just eight games the following season before being traded to Oakland in 2007 for a fourth-round draft pick. In 22 games with the Lions, he caught 37 passes for 449 yards, a 12.1-yard average, and two touchdowns. NFL draft guru Mel Kuyper went as so far to call Williams one of my worst evaluations ever he ain't wrong trash so i'm gonna take you guys to to a specific year and i already brought this guy up but the whole year is an absolute fucking abomination 2011 draft first round pick who do we get nick fairley out of auburn huge bust he played like 70 something games what overall pick was it uh he was 13th okay overall second round who do we get titus young Oh my god! And then who do we trade? We then we in the second round we traded Seattle. This was the worst one, I think. I know. Traded Seattle to move up to get a running back. Do you know who it was? Mikel Ashore. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Mikel Ashore was an insane pick. So we went fairly Titus Mikel Ashore. Then we had Doug Hoagie in the fifth round, who played twenty games for us, and then Johnny. Cole breath, an offensive lineman, didn't even start one game. What what the hoaxer play? I don't even remember that linebacker. Name. He he played twenty five games. He was there for one year, two years. Oh my god! So two thousand eleven was that was Millen? It? That was yeah, right. Had to be. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think. Schwartz was the coach at the time. Um, I, I think that was a really bad year. I really do. I think Fairley was all right though. Fairley he wasn't. He wasn't like. Crazy, good, like good, obviously, but like, like he, I'm looking at his stats. He had a five and a half sack season. He and, had a six sack season. And didn't he? Um, but dude, I mean, after that, it's like, well, actually, I mean, Titus Young but, showed like before he went nuts. But Mikel Ashore was like an absolute. Titus like, Young and Mikel Ashore were were done from the start. Like they never gave Titus us Young anything. went to Boise, right? Yes. Yeah. That draft up to down is maybe the worst draft we'd had at Alliance. <laughs> um, the worst pick. I, I think there's a couple other worse ones, in my opinion, but like top to bottom, that is probably the biggest waste of a draft, and I agree with Lou on that. Yeah, yeah and I mean, you know, it's easy to say, you know, bad picks, right? Charles Rogers, like no one expected right. him to be right. like that. Joey Harrington was a consensus top three right. pick as well. That just, you know, it didn't work out. And a lot of that stuff, all of that stuff, probably our fault. Right. You know, like Charles Rogers goes to a different state. Who knows? You know, sometimes it's hard to play in your hometown. Because, like, you get mixed up you in all the shit. up, yeah. Well, and you yep. get mixed up in all the shit, you Bro, know? And there was another Rodgers. I don't know. This is uh, from 87, Reggie Rodgers. Did you guys see anything about him? No. So, Reggie Rodgers. 87, <laughs> 87 <laughs> dude. I just thought this was kind of nuts because his picture was literally him in a jail jumpsuit. So, he was drafted <laughs> seventh overall. He played less than half of his rookie season due to mental and emotional issues, then required counseling. During his sophomore season, he ran a stop sign while driving under the influence in Pontiac, Michigan, striking another vehicle and killing three teenagers within. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Never played a game for the Lions after that. They waved him, obviously, and that was goodbye Reggie Rogers. My God. That's Um, a bad pick. Yeah, very bad. A couple of – you guys, you know, you're talking tight ends, you know, you're very excited about that. You know, it'd be, we'd be remiss not to bring up Eric Ebron or Bryn Pettigrew. 
Pettigrew um, actually was good here, though. Like, it, I won't take 20th, Pettigrew Slatter. For 20th overall? I mean, he had yeah, a... He was even... Oh, Pettigrew? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was not that good. He has a lot of our tight end records here. He had back-to-back 70 catch seasons. That's fine. But I just... I don't know. I Pettigrew just, wasn't that bad. I don't know. 20th overall? Not great. That's petty. I mean... <laughs> that's petty. <laughs> just saying that's petty. Looking, uh, seeing if there's anybody else here. No. I mean, oh, hold on real quick. Reggie Rogers in 2008 was convicted of his fifth DUI in Washington State. He's got five of these bad boys. <laughs> oh Damn, Reggie. Shit. I mean, a bad one that I thought we knew going into it, it was bad, and then it ended up being bad. He wasn't a, a first-round pick. He was a second-round pick. Tease Tabor. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about 4. him. 4.6240. We took him in the second round in 2017. The guy, I, I, I really don't know. I can't even find stats on him. Oh, no, 50 he, total tackles in his career. He has that many? He has that many. He's still kind of in the league. He's he, a practice squad guy. Practice squad guy, exactly. Because that was the same year we drafted Jared Davis, and yes. then we got yes. teased, and we were like just the Florida boys making noise. Um, just like saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is – um? when when did we pick uh, Tavai? Jelani Tavai? Yeah, what round? Seventh. No. Or no, I'm no sorry. Chance. He was supposed second. to go in the seventh. <laughs> he was like supposed th- to go in the he seventh. He was second or third. Yeah, yeah that was, was maybe the worst pick ever. I think he was second. Fifth round. year senior playing in Hawaii. Second round pick, 43rd overall. I'll never, well, I kind of forgot because, like, remember taking him and everyone was like, whoa. Dude, they didn't even have he clips on, any of the, on ESPN to yes. show his games. Yes. They had no clips of him. <laughs> They they breezed over it in fucking two minutes. To me, that is the Patricia yes. like era pick. That is the pick that defines that era because they you know they were just like that's our guy Patriot way second round let's go get him. Fifth, he, he would have been there in the fifth. Fifth year senior playing linebacker in Hawaii. That's who we went with. Guess who he's playing now? Oahu, the Patriots. Oh, he's man. on the Patriots. Those sick bastards. I would say another one, too, and I don't even know if you remember this guy. We took him in 2008, second-round pick, Jordan Dizon, linebacker out of Colorado. Yeah, you guys don't know him. I barely remember him because he was so bad. Um, 45th overall pick in the 2008 draft. Um, He had as many tackles on special teams in his first year as he had on defense, got into injury trouble. I don't think he ever signed or uh, started for us. So second round linebacker that never started for us. And in the peak of the Millen slash gutter Lions area era, because he was picked in 2008, that first season, 0-16. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Looking for a ray of hope. Oh, my God. Um, how was uh, – I just remember – I'm just remembering first round picks now. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson. He like he like has he had a good career, good, yeah. but not with us. No. Correct. That's like Kyle Van Noy. Yes, yes. He, so he was first overall, the twenty eighth overall pick. God knows what we did in that draft, twenty fifteen. Because I know we didn't make it to the fucking NFC Championship game to get the twenty eighth overall pick. Yeah. But I I think he was one of those true like oh he'll go on and win a Super Bowl with someone else. You know. Yeah. He's like Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he won the Super Bowl, but. So he ripped it. Let's like get rid of all this misery that we've had for the last 25 plus years as Lions fans. We've obviously seen much more misery on draft day than we haven't. Lou, who's your favorite or let me say that rephrase this, who's the best pick that the Lions have had? 
Um, I'm going to give you two, actually, Chandler. All right. First one being Nadamakan Sue, right? Okay. Second overall, absolute jug, guy rocks. That was that's my favorite Lions draft pick. Was so done being here. Yeah, and he kind of hit, got some flack at that time. He was a great player, but like everyone's like, you're gonna take him a D tackle that early, mm-hmm. like at that point in that time, like that was so out of left field. He was that dude though, right? At and he was he was so sw- like a Schwartz guy, yes. yeah, right. And he was like kicking Rogers in the nuts and shit. He kind of started stepping on people, yeah, and he love kinda, it, dude. And he kind of started that thing where he was getting tackled and like he would kind of wi- like roll over roll, and yeah. get his leg out there. Yeah. yeah, and that was kind of the. Sh- Remember, we always didn't joked? he kick Rogers in the nuts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like he, right. he would bad. start getting pushed out of the way, and Rogers would step up, and he'd like leave his <laughs> right. leg back and kick him right in the dick. And that's kind of what started the like us joking at state about like uh, Schwartz rewards his players for unsportsmanlike conducts. Yeah, no, I, and uh, my other one that I was going to mention. This one's kind of boring, but he's just a fucking steady Eddie, an absolute trench guy. Rag now. 2018, 20th overall. I love rag now, dude. Fucking jug, steady. Big outdoorsman, too. You see him fishing, dude? Guy's a big fisherman. He's on Lake St. Clair all the time. He's got his own brand. It's um. He has, like, a little fishing show type deal. I wrote a whole article on it about, about like, uh, how he, like, it's called, like, the outdoorsman. I'm blanking. I don't know why I'm blanking on Um, the name. Um, But, but yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Yeah. Those are my favorite, too. Wait, wasn't that a, uh, that was a, um, that's a Patricia pick, right? That's a uh, Quinn. That's a Quinn tree. Yeah, yeah, that was. That's their best pick. That's their best pick by yeah. far. I'm going to go to two guys as well then. I'm going to do the same position, and I'm going to go to the same position group as our worst pick, which was wide receiver. Best pick, I'm just going to keep it simple, Calvin Johnson. Let's keep it simple. He was a freak coming out of college. He was a no-brainer at that time. We'd gotten snake-bitten from taking a receiver in 03, 04, 05. We took him in 07. And, and I just want to note there, he was so good that like it, we weren't mad we were going wide receiver. No one was like yelling at us. Exactly. And it, and it was so wild that he came from Georgia Tech in a triple option offense. Like, yeah. Insane. Go so ahead. we take him, and what does he do? Through our shittiest, lowest times, he's our steadiest guy. He always made plays. He always made those wow catches. He kind of made it cool to be a Lions fan again after that seven-year period of Harrington to 0-16 where it was just misery. I don't know if we had more than five or six wins in a season, but Calvin was that guy that brought us back to the national spotlight. Obviously, I wish he would have played longer, but we all know what happened. A relationship eroded there. But his last six years, including at the time the most receiving yards in a single season, all over 1,000 yards receiving. And again, at times, he didn't have any help. The The defense knew where it was going, and he still balled out and had what I believe is a Hall of Fame career. He, he's not in yet, is he? I don't think so. I don't oh, think, no. Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. Right? Last year, wasn't he? Yeah. No, he is. I'm pretty sure he's in now. Yep. Yeah, I think he is in now. But uh, nonetheless... Calvin Johnson, if he's not a Hall of Famer, which I think he is, um, should be a Hall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he's, in. He's, he's in. in. he's in. He's in. He's in the Hall of Fame. So, nonetheless, it took him nine years to do that. And then I'll let you go, Frank, here. But Amon Ross St. Brown, 112th pick overall, the most value I can ever remember, the highest return on investment we've ever had um, since 2000, in my opinion, on a draft pick. A guy, a fourth pick. We all know the story. How many receivers were taken over him? What has he turned into? A top 10 receiver in the league off of a fourth round pick. Gotta believe 
that's one of our best value picks that we've had. Amen. Yeah. And uh, just just real quick, it was Grizzly Man Outdoor. It's uh, Grizzly Man. Okay. Yeah, it's Grizzly Man for Frank Ragnow. Nice. Back to Calvin Johnson. Uh, LOL to the Raiders, who went with Jamarcus Russell yep. after he torched Notre Dame in the Tostitas Fiesta Bowl on national TV like 40 to 13. I think he was playing Brady Quinn. And he just absolutely torched me through the ball like 70 yards in the air. And everyone just lost their minds over it. And the Raiders thought they had the next greatest thing in the world and thought it was he was good enough to pass on Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget that sequence just because I used to be a diehard Notre Dame fan. And he was at LSU and smoked us. And they were like, this guy is a freak. He's going to change the quarterback position forever. Yep. And he did nothing but like... Oh, he changed it. Yeah, yeah, he made some funny stories. Um, So I would be remiss. I just think we would be remiss not to name uh, Matthew Stafford. First overall, not going to say he's the greatest pick we've ever had. Didn't win any playoff games, but he's still the best quarterback the Detroit Lions have ever had or ever drafted. So I'm going to throw him in there. But I have a better one here, and it is our second round draft pick, 56th overall in 1992. Can anyone name it? Is it Herman Moore? No. Uh, Barry? No. Second round. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lomas Brown? I'd be pretty impressed. Chris Spielman? These are all good guesses. I'd be like, it'd be crazy. Corey Schlesinger. All right, no. The second <laughs> rounder, that'd be sick. <laughs> um, but it's actually even funnier. Jason Hansen. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. He was a second round draft pick, 56th overall in 1992. Um, he was selected... You know, by the Detroit Lions, he shattered uh, Houston Oilers offensive lineman Bruce Matthews' record of most games with one team, played 296 games with us. He played in 327 games with the Lions from 1992 to 2012. He ranks third in the NFL in points scored with 2,150 and field goals made at 495, seventh in extra points, 665, a two-time Pro Bowler and All-Pro selection. Hansen converted 495 of 601 field goals for 82% and 665 of 673 extra points, 98.8% in his 21-year career. He holds the NFL record for career 40-yard field goals, 189, and career 50-yard field goals at 52. In 2013, the Detroit Lions inducted them in into their ring of honor. One of the most underappreciated Detroit athletes. He was a jug. He was a jug. Hey, was, Jason Hansen. We always have good kickers. That's what they you know. That's, Besides fucking last year when we had like a decent team. And right. One. Is it in line to wear slash purchase his jersey? Yes, absolutely. I think a Hansen jersey is like okay. would be great. I agree. Yeah. Mbop. <laughs> so that's it. Um, let's go to over under and close the show. What do you guys say? Yes, yeah, that's sir. good. Thanks for hanging out with us a little longer today, guys. Um, Jerry, thank you for sending these over. I do appreciate it, and let me just find it, and we'll be good to go. So Jerry sent the over-under here. LGRW is we're leading off. I'm going to lead with you today, Channy. Uh, <laughs> kind of funny. Number one, having kids. Having kids. Um, I wouldn't know. So I don't know if it is over or underrated since I don't know. Um, from what everyone tells me, it's underrated because it's worth it at the end of the day. Um I don't have them yet, so I'm going to personally say at this point in my life, I love my life. It's overrated. Smart. Smart answer. Very well put. I'm actually in the same position as you. 
Uh, and so we got no Luke. kids we at got the no table. Ki- no kids at the <laughs> table. <laughs> it's kind of tough to right tough now. Go. Yeah, I think I do want to have kids one day, but it's a conversation that I'm not having right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say for right now, it's it's overrated. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have kids either, but I'll say underrated. You know, it seems like you get you get your little side, your your buddy, dude. You yeah. know, it's a it's like a dog on steroids. Yeah, you know, and it's that's the tough part about this game is like you have to answer. I'm sure the answer is truly uh, underrated, underrated, right? But how am I supposed to know? Thanks, that right Jerry. Now? Yeah, Good yeah. one. We can't speak on that, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. I thought you'd do like a draft related kind of <laughs> kind of thing here. You're doing fucking number four hundred one k. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I do have one kid. I forgot. Oh, nice. He's right here, Chandler. <laughs> Good one, Lou. <laughs> number two, fasting. We'll go with me. Uh, fasting's way overrated. I, you know, I don't know if it helps people lose weight religious reasons, whatever. I have no reason to ever fast. Uh, I just get grumpy when I'm fucking hungry. Fasting's way overrated and I have no, I don't need to lose weight. So I'll go underrated. If you do want to lose weight, fasting is the best way to do it. And I will say underrated. I've heard that before. It is. So I, I like accidentally do it some days cause I don't eat till like one or two, but it's overrated. Uh, much like you, Frank, I'm just, I'm just speaking from experience. I'm not in the position to need to fast right now. Thankfully, and uh, with that, I've never fasted in my life, so I can't speak on it. Overrated. Overrated, for sure. Number three, Lou, leading it off, rom-com movies. Rom- Rom- romantic comedies. Oh, fucking overrated. No, thank you. Next, Chandler, go ahead. <laughs> overrated, Frank, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, overrated. Those movies fucking stink, yeah. dude. Terrible. Fucking lifetime bullshit. Number four, Chandler's back up. Having a reptile as a pet. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really like a big pet guy as it is, and I don't think I'd be bringing an iguana into the house either. So with that being said, no, I don't want a, a pet reptile. What, what is that? A snake? Cold-blooded. A, a, a iguana? Turtle, maybe? A turtle? Frog? Like, uh, oh, wait, they're not a reptile. Turtle's not a reptile. It's uh, an amphibian. Amphibian, yeah. yeah. Uh, overrated. Yeah, it's overrated. It's cold blooded. Doesn't love you. Um, if I want to go check those things out, I'll go to the go to the zoo. Well, uh, there's a reptarium right here. Did you know that? Are you fucking kidding? No, me? that place is popping too. Popping. Dude. Yeah, it's right across the street. It's popping. It a really block. is. It's busy all the dude, time. They bought out the old Salvation Army. They got a ten thousand square foot reptarium going in. Oh, they're putting the it over there. Yeah, no the shit. Right, we gotta go check out the reptarium. Dude, you have to have an appointment. You can't just walk in. It's You're that busy. Kidding Swear me. to God, it's insane how busy it is. Who the fuck knew that like that was needed in this area? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> or else it would have been done a long time ago. Impressive. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually had a lizard growing up. Big surprise. <laughs> You're a snake. <laughs> Big surprise. I had a lizard growing up and they are terrible to take care of. Like they fucking just shit everywhere. You can like barely touch it. It's a pain in the <laughs> ass, dude. Maybe my lizard sucked, but overrated. Uh, Jerry asked that because I think he's had reptiles like his whole life. He might have one right now. Hey, I, I've had a couple, I know a couple of people that have like big iguanas and shit. They're kind of cool, but like, do I want one every day at my house? Like, no, no. Right. We'll go to the reptilium or whatever. You know, a couple people with. Yeah, I know. Iguanas? I actually know one guy. He has a three legged iguana. Dead serious. It's the end of the show. It's getting late. It's getting late. Uh, number five. Uh, who's it? Me? You. Me. Thank you. Uh, going to a public gym to work out. 
Um, this is something I didn't do for a long time. Did it in college. Took like a fucking ten year hiatus. Just joined one this year. Joined like the grittiest goddamn gym you could find. It's like average Joe's, but in real life, like the weights are all metal. Nothing's rubber. Like you can wipe down your shit, but the towel hasn't been cleaned in five years. So who cares? Like the gym <laughs> is cheap. It's gritty, and I actually love it. I kind of missed the energy of an old school gym like that. So I'm gonna say underrated. Yeah, if you're getting out to the gym, any gym you're going to, fucking getting the lift in, underrated. Love it. Get out there. It's underrated. You got people around you. They're holding you accountable. You don't want to be that guy in the gym that looks weak. So going to a public gym is underrated. Yeah, good character test, too. Good. Absolutely. Good. Keep those eyes in check, though. A lot of a lot of ruffles going on with people looking at asses, that type of stuff. Make yep. sure you're staying straight ahead. That's why I'm in the grittiest gym there is. <laughs> you ain't, don't get to no, worry about any ain't asses. no Instagram models in there, man. It's just like old guys like grunting them out. It's great. <laughs> Fucking rock. Sounds like home. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, so, hey, thank you everyone for listening to a little bit of an extended show here today. Uh, if you are listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. Same thing with Spotify. We appreciate you guys being here and let's have a great draft this weekend. Go Lions! Will Anderson. Will Anderson. See ya!